Welcome to Legal News and Review, recipient of the Florida Bar Award of Excellence. Legal News and Review, the only real problem solver radio program using the law. With your moderator, Philip Bell, and hosts and legal panel attorney, Gary Singer, chair of the Broward County Bar Association's Real Property Section. Gary Singer is board certified in real estate law and a syndicated columnist from the Sun Sentinel. He is an expert in his field of practice. Now, here's your moderator, Philip Bell. On the docket for today's broadcast, wrongful death or unintentional injury is one of the leading causes of death in Florida, now ranked fifth. Unintentional injury surpasses homicide, suicide, diabetes, and a number of other causes of death here in Florida. Today, we're very pleased to have Andy Yaffa from Grossman Roth Yaffa Cone. Andy will be giving us the 411 on wrongful death. But first, I'd like to welcome our legal panel hosts for today's program. Gary Singer, good afternoon. Hey, how you doing, Phil? I'm doing good. Gary Astro should be here next week. And also, um, Michael Santucci may be coming back sooner than later, so that'll be a good thing. Uh, but filling in is a, a special guest p- legal panel host, Linda Alley. Good afternoon, Linda. Good afternoon. I also want to welcome our listeners on 96.9, 103.9, and 7.40 a.m., along with iHeart, TuneIn, and iRadio Now app. Listeners, good afternoon. I also want to remind our listeners they can actually watch the production most every Thursday, although today is Wednesday. We're doing a special uh, report. But you can watch the production live, and it's also recorded. Thursdays at 5 p.m., just Google, simple, Facebook, Legal News and Review. It's right there. Today, we're recording live at Kelly Ustall Building in their mock courtroom. Kelly Ustall Law Firm is committed to helping you seek justice. Just go to justiceforall.com. That's justiceforall.com. Attorneys all over the country refer cases to Kelly Ustall, and that's because of their resources, but more importantly, their successes. And then your fight becomes their fight. If you've been severely injured because of negligence of someone else, and you may be eligible for compensation, please go to justiceforall.com. Or you can call 954-522-6601. Andy Yaffa, welcome to Legal News and Review. And we appreciate you being here on time. (laughs) You know, before we get into wrongful death, um, I'd like to talk briefly that was in the news, is all over the major news, I mean, national, about your client, Doris Tyler. I understand that she was a, a victim, if you will, of one of these stem cell clinics in Georgia. Yeah, unfortunately, Doris Tyler is one of millions in the United States that are suffering from macular degeneration, which is a degenerative process, and there really is no cure for it. If you have the wet version, they can give you an injection that will hopefully slow the progression of the disease. And unfortunately, for patients that are afflicted with this illness, as well as many others for which there is no cure, stem cell clinics are popping up across the United States and offering to be the end-all and be-all. They can cure whatever it is you have, allegedly. They're offering uh, highly experimental, if you will, medically unproven and totally unregulated by the FDA. Is that correct? It's unproven. It's unregulated. There's zero scientific proof any of this stuff works. And literally, this is modern-day snake oil. So uh, was this a, a settlement or was it an no, actual? No, this case was just filed in, right. in Atlanta right. on behalf of Doris Tyler. She's a Florida resident, and she was lured into um, Georgia to have this procedure at a clinic, uh, which she found through a, a book called The Stem Cell Revolution. Ah. 
And unfortunately, this is part of a much larger scam that uh, is known as the, the cell surgical network that originated out of California. And if you were to do a little bit of digging, you will find that there are hundreds of clinics that are part of this network that are offering a cure for any ailment that you possibly have. That's unconscionable. Cancer, stroke, Lou Gehrig's disease, any disease out there for which there is no cure, they will look you in the eye, lie to your face, mm -hmm. and tell you that your body has the ability to heal itself. Andy, what are these clinics? I mean, are these doctor's offices? Well, this, in Doris Tyler's case, not a doctor's office. It's the Ageless and Wellness Center of Georgia. It's a spa. It's actually run by an emergency room doctor whose uh, name is Walraven, who doesn't practice emergency room medicine. Mm -hmm. She and a nurse practitioner have decided they're going to offer all of these therapies for all of these illnesses. And it's incredible that if you go to their website, you will see there is not a disease that they cannot cure. So... Uh, if I understand, so th this poor lady went into a salon to get medical treatment? So she didn't go into a salon. She read this book, and she reached out to the Stem Cell Surgical Network, and they advised her that the closest clinic that offered the therapy that she needed was the Ageless and Wellness Center of Georgia. Right. It's not a medical spa. I think that's what you were asking. Well, I'm just confused. I mean, and, 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 not, and please don't misunderstand, but... Um, you know, we live in a, for example, okay, for lawyers, okay, there's something called unlicensed practice of law, right? But at the same time, there's paralegal shops, which are clearly doing it in strip malls that people walk into every day and have their rights stepped all over, yet no one, you know, the Florida Bar or other agencies don't go in and just affirmatively stop. They wait until there's something to stop it. And it's almost a buyer beware situation. You know, if you need legal work, don't go into a paralegal shop, even if it's a strip mall. Right. Is this a similar type situation? It, it is not a similar situation. Um, these are doctors that are there telling them that this is real deal approved, proven therapies that can offer you hope when modern medicine outside of this therapy doesn't. So the and doctor's lying to patients. They are misrepresenting gotcha. the truth and the hope, and they're taking yeah. advantage of the most vulnerable. They're playing on their fears. My it, wife passed horrible. away from ovarian cancer about 14 years ago. I'm sorry. And I remember us being solicited for a, uh, a program that was in Mexico that was not approved here in the United States. And uh, I think every day that we didn't take advantage of that. But it came close because we want to find a cure. Well, but I also I want you to know this. Um, there are many clinics, not just in Georgia, but as close to us as out in Sawgrass Mills Mall, where they are offering these therapies, representing folks to be doctors, and they are not doctors. Wow. And so you really need to keep your eyes open and do some due diligence and research before you yourself or allow a loved one to have any of these procedures done. So where's the enforcement on this from, either the state or the medical association? Well, thus far there hasn't been. Uh, they've been skirting the rules of the FDA by saying, since we're injecting your own cells and we're not manipulating them, that we're not subject to the control of the FDA. The FDA is tightening up their rules and regulations. They recognize that these are, these, they're taking your fat. They're doing a mini liposuction on right. you. They're subjecting it to enzymes, which are unproven, which are for industrial use only. They are allegedly isolating, extracting, and cleansing the stem cells from your fat, and in this case, injecting it into your eyeballs, taking a needle, sticking it oh, into man. the globe itself, and injecting the 
this soup, if you will, that they've created into the eyeball. And now she can't see at all. She's so got no light perception Where's at all. the medical association on this? Well, the, hopefully there's going to be an investigation and they're going to take appropriate action. And how is this different than, you know, for example, these uh, chiropractic-led diet clinics? It's, it's no different in that you have chiropractors that are engaging in this exact same practice. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I figured that would go hand in hand. You've got chiropractors. You've got dental clinics. All you need to do is begin to do a little bit of digging, and you're going to find that this is a profit-driven scam. Anybody that can get in is going to, and somebody needs to crack down because, unfortunately, it's, a lot of people are going to get hurt. It's yeah, modern well, the day. Attorney General's office on this. I mean, this is what they're supposed to step in and stop. Well, again, in both of the cases that I've got filed now, the Department of Justice has filed for injunctions against the Florida defendants, and they've done the same as it relates in California. Is there, say, let's take the clinic in Georgia. Is there any licensed healthcare practitioner in that office? There is. There is a licensed emergency room uh, physician that's not practicing emergency room medicine. Right. There's a licensed nurse practitioner that's engaging in this business, and they roped in an ophthalmologist that had zero experience with research or stem cell. They trained him on how to do the procedure. He receives the training, comes back, and then treated Doris Tyler as the guinea pig. This is human experimentation, nothing short. Right. Yeah, that's why, I mean, I, 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 mean, I get the, uh, the fact, you know, you, you sued and it's malpractice, obviously, and, and other things along the way. I just, it, it's shocking to me that, that authorities, you know, the, either, the, either the state medical association um, or the Justice Department, either state or federal, isn't stepping in to stop something. That sounds so egregious. Well, because like, what it's, am I missing? Not, it's not out there. Now it is, thanks to, to Andy's case. Before, you know, it was under the radar. How long has this been going on? So uh, my first case uh, came to me in the stem cell world 2015. I've now represented four separate women that have been blinded by this. Oh, oh my gosh. You know, you were invited to talk about wrongful death. Hmm. And I, the questions I have regarding wrongful death is, first of all, what's the difference between a personal injury case and wrongful death? Obviously, a personal injury case uh, can result in a wrongful death if you die as a result of the negligent act that caused the injury. Mm -hmm. Wrongful death is obviously the end result, the ultimate end result, losing your life as a result of somebody else's negligence. And who can file a claim? I find this very, uh, very upsetting, actually. Well, it depends on the kind of wrongful death that your family has suffered. If, in fact, you uh, have lost a loved one in a medical malpractice setting, right. uh, the doctors and hospitals have a very strong lobby up in Tallahassee, and they've limited who's a recognized survivor under Florida law. What do you mean by that? In Florida, if you've lost a loved one as a result of medical malpractice, right. you need a surviving spouse or a child defined as 25 years old or younger. If you don't have a recognized survivor in a medical malpractice wrongful death setting, mm -hmm. these doctors and hospitals unfortunately get away with murder. It happens wow. every day, and it's one of the worst conversations I have to have with my clients. Well, how do people avoid, you know, whether it's uh, these you know, this, this crazy stem cell clinic thing, or even this, this malpractice that result. How do people know, consumers, you know, regular people know how to avoid these kind of practitioners? Well, uh, as it relates to the stem cell stuff, if you want to go there, you need to do your due diligence. You need to find out whether or not these um, therapies are part of a clinical trial, because all of them right now are listing themselves on the National Institute of Health website for clinical trials, and they're not approved clinical trials. These are for-profit companies that are finding free advertising on the NIH website. So to answer your question, Gary, directly, you need to 
get the background information, find out have they done the appropriate research, do they have an appropriate board that has vetted and reviewed this thing for safety. Um, that's obviously separate and apart from the wrongful death issues that we're talking about. Sure. Well, what about that, you know, with these practitioners that... Again, in regard to these practitioners, you, you need to, if you're going to yourself uh, consider having this or letting a loved one go through it, I would get the protocol of the study. I would ask to speak to the people that have approved this thing. I'd take it to my doctor and ask them, is this safe? Is it proven? Is there any scientific proof that there's any efficacy from these treatments? Because right now there's none. Have you ever done it before? Do you have any people that I can speak with who were successful patients? My, my patients, my clients have asked that question. Let me talk to other patients that have been through this. And never, not once, have they allowed any direct contact. They tell them that this has been done 13 or 14 times, and they've all done way better. By the end of the procedure, you're going to be able to read two or three lines better on the eye chart. You've got nothing to worry about. The worst thing that will happen, because we're harnessing your body's ability to heal itself, the worst thing that will happen is it won't work. But it, you, there's no risk here. You've got nothing to worry about. That's the party line. Now, to play devil's advocate, you know, if, if you're going in, I don't know a lot about macular degeneration, but I'm assuming it, it ends in blindness. Well, you lose your central vision. You don't lose your peripheral vision. Okay. So people that have this disease lose their ability to drive, lose their ability to read small print. They still maintain their independence, their ability to function, to dress themselves, clean their houses, cook, and do all of those things. Okay, so now this therapy, you just said, you know, what they're being told is the worst is it doesn't work. But yeah. how is this beyond that? How is this beyond this, that? Yeah, how these cases we're speaking about. How did this go beyond them, the so, progression, normal progression of the disease? So uh, in these cases where I've represented these poor ladies, they've lost the vision that they had. They've lost their independence. They went from having the ability to see in their peripheral vision to cook, clean, socialize, read, dine out, um, travel, to having no light perception. In two of the cases, their eyeballs are withering and need to be removed from their skull. So it did make it worse, in other words. It, it, it's, well, that's what I'm asking. It robbed yeah. them of any vision that they had and is literally going to rob them of their eyeballs themselves. Gotcha. So it actually caused much greater harm. Much greater. Than just not working. Much greater. So it's more than they're selling snake oil, which is just something that's expensive and it doesn't work. They're actually causing massive additional harm. They, they are selling snake oil, they're selling hope, which there's no scientific basis, and they're causing harm. Absolutely. Okay. Because that, you know, in, in a lot of ways, if you think about it, those are two very different things. You know, selling, quote-unquote, snake oil, selling hope, all you're really doing is giving someone hope and taking away their money. Maybe they're not getting treatments, but you're not actually yourself pushing that additional harm. It sounds like in this case, they not only did all of that, which is bad enough, but they actually caused physical harm on top of it, which is a whole nother magnitude worse. Absolutely. It, do, it doesn't get any worse. But getting back to wrongful death, medical malpractice, if someone dies because of medical malpractice, is it actually two suits then, one for medical malpractice and the other for wrongful death? Or is it all under It's one? all under one lawsuit. And uh, what type of damages can actually be recovered? Well, again, it depends on the, the person that has passed away. Um, in the event a child has lost a parent, um, he's entitled to pursue and recover all of the uh, lost earnings, net accumulations, the funeral expenses, the loss of parental guidance. Oh, yeah, that's big. You know, the, the pain and suffering, the emotional distress of not having your father, God forbid him being taken away as a result of a medical mistake. 
Right. Not having your dad there to teach you how to shave, drive a car, and, uh, and you know, God forbid you lose your mother. All of the things, all of the lessons that a mom teaches her daughter or her son. I understand there's, uh, in legislature, uh, if you go to a state-run hospital, in order to get any type of, I guess, uh, settlement out of them or, if you will, a verdict in your favor, they have to do what's called a claims bill. Well, that's not necessarily true. Um, in the event you want to get above the sovereign limits, which is $300,000 as we sit here today, right. you need to get a claims bill. And a claims bill is essentially a special law that gets passed in the name of the claimant that is seeking compensation in excess of the limits. And we've been very successful in doing that. Uh, you need to try your case de novo before the legislature. You go up there and present your case to a committee. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a, a House committee, a, a Senate committee. They write a report, and then it gets presented to both the House and the Senate, and it gets voted on. And it needs to be passed in order to, to have a claims bill passed in favor of your client. Well, attorneys like yourself and, and Linda, you work on contingency, but what that means to me, people don't understand, you actually invest in the cases. No You're question. You're taking risk, in other words, because you don't have a crystal ball. Yeah. Uh, in Linda's uh, firm, as well as mine, uh, you need to be very careful about the cases you get involved in. It's a partnership with your client. You sit down, you investigate the case, you talk to the client. Hopefully, they're going to be 100% upfront with you. You do your investigation, you do your due diligence, and you speak to the experts. Mm -hmm. And you have to front the cost of the investigation, the experts, the filing fee, the depositions, and this can get into hundreds of thousands of dollars oh, very, goodness. very quickly. I can only imagine what an orthopedic surgeon would cost to be a, uh, a you know, a witness as well to take the whole day there. Well, some of them charge upwards of $25,000 a day to be away from their practice. Wow. And then if they're traveling from out of state, you're talking multiple days, and you can see how quickly it adds up. And I understand that Florida has a statute of limitations, and that's, is it two years? In a wrongful death case, that's yeah, right. in a wrongful death case. And that's two years from the time of the, of the death. Of the death as well. But uh, children that are 25 and uh, older, or excuse me, 26 and older, they can't, they can't participate. They cannot sue anybody. Though. Not in a malpractice setting. And this is one of the differences. If you have a wrongful death that arises out of a general liability setting, mm -hmm. okay, your adult children can, can recover for the loss of a parent. Not in a malpractice setting. I want you to look at me and tell me why it is that death is worth less in a malpractice setting than it is in a general liability setting. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, a, it's a defect. It's a flaw in the law. It needs to be changed. I would absolutely agree. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, there's um, uh, major issues when it comes to procedures and people not being qualified. In, in particular case of these implants, dental implants, 13% of all, uh, I guess, uh, medical malpractice lawsuits are against dentists because it's not an oral surgeon anymore. It's a dentist that goes to a golfing outing, takes the courses, and then comes back, and now he could put the uh, implants. implants in. And unfortunately, they're not as qualified as an oral surgeon. Well, this goes the same way because there still are, you know, as far as you were talking earlier about research, because there still are oral surgeons out there that have the requisite skill and experience, and that's all they do. I have a friend who actually does nothing, but he's an oral surgeon full-time. He doesn't have his own patients. He actually is just, you know, hired gun, if you right. will, like a trial lawyer, right, that doesn't work for a firm that just comes in for the big cases. He comes in and does, you know, tough oral surgery, and it's all he does. The scary part about all this, I think, is that, you know, you have two things to worry about when you're going, even if it's a lawyer, but let's say a doctor for malpractice, is not only do you have to contend with the fact that half of all doctors are below average, 
just flat out, which means someone's hiring the worst doctor in Florida today to fix them. That's scary enough. But even great lawyers, great doctors can have a bad day, can have make a mistake. And when that mistake is your health, that, that's a terrible thing. So this isn't really a problem that's going to go away. The problem is, you know, to, at least to my eyes when it comes to medicine, is there's no good way, just like there's very little good way to find a great lawyer, there's no great way to find a great doctor. You know, there's some websites out there, but for most of the part, they're useless. You know, either they're bought out by advertising, though they don't appear to be. You know, how do you, I mean, you can look for malpractice cases online, but is that realistic for an average patient to do when they're sick? You know, there's no good way to make sure you're finding a good doctor. I mean, you're in this day in and day out. How does one make sure they're finding a good doctor without taking unreasonable steps that no one really is going to take in real life? So uh, my uh, recommendation and advice would be the same uh, for somebody looking for a good doctor as it would be to find a good lawyer. Get a couple of names. Do your research. Do your due diligence and ask. Find somebody that's got a reputation and the ability to take a case from start to finish. That is not advertising. That's not taking every case that comes in the door. You don't want a lawyer that's looking to sign up thousands of cases a year. You want to find somebody that's going to give you personal attention. Same as it relates to the doctor. How many of these cases has he done? What's his experience like? What are his outcomes like? Does he have satisfied or unsatisfied patients? You know, well, what is your experience? How long have you been practicing? 27 years, and we don't advertise. And no, you don't. You spend an entire career building a reputation, and you can lose it in a matter of seconds. And so, yeah. really, you, you want to spend time talking to people in the industry and find out who does this work day in and day out. We only have three minutes left, and I've been saving this best question that I think for the last question, which has to do about mistakes. Um, people die when uh, they go have surgery. It happens, uh, mistake or not. Does that mean the doctor is not at fault because, you know, it, it, it happened, the mistake did happen, uh, but it was not outside the realm of, uh, of the, the operation? No. So just because something bad happens, right, whether it's a bad outcome or a death, that does not equate to medical malpractice or a wrongful death. Bad outcomes do happen, and right. there are known and associated risks and known complications with each and every procedure. If, an, if you have someone that has been injured or, God forbid, lost their life as a result of a medical procedure and you think there's been medical malpractice, hire a reputable lawyer, somebody that can get the records and have them reviewed and vetted by an expert. And half of my job is sitting with my clients and getting them answers about what happened and why. And honestly... If you can look them in the eye and get them the answers, many of them are very satisfied, even if you're telling them that their loved one passed away uh, as a result of this is just something that happened. The doctor didn't do anything wrong. And many times they walk away feeling much better knowing that they didn't die as a result of a mistake. We only really have two minutes left. Let me say one thing about that, because you hear a lot about on the news about frivolous lawsuits and medical malpractice lawsuits particularly. I've spent 20 years as a lawyer and another five years as a paralegal in a medical malpractice firm that did nothing but that predominantly. I've never had a potential client call up and say, I want to sue my doctor. They all call up and say, something bad happened and my doctor won't answer my questions or I can't get him on the telephone and I just want to know what happened. That's what people seek out a lawyer for. Hmm. And sometimes they turn into lawsuits and sometimes they don't. But people don't want to sue their health care providers, in my experience. There's no question. It's the same for all of us. Huh. 
That's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. Okay, it's very interesting to know. Um, so, Andy, how would uh, our listeners get in touch with you if they have further questions? If you're interested in speaking with me, you can call me anytime. The office is 305-442-8666, and I work for a firm called Grossman Roth Yaffa Cohen, and you can reach us at grossmanroth.com. You can find all of us on there. There's a bio of everybody, and all of our contact numbers are there. And interestingly enough, when I Googled your name, Andy Yaffa. Yes, sir. You're the only Yaffa that comes up. <laughs> it's, it's shocking because I've got brothers in the industry as well. It was with that. You know? so I warned you about Googling people. Hey, just I'm real quick, because we only have a few seconds left, but I'm curious. You know, we hear a lot about stem cell research. So this isn't about, not about all stem cell therapies. It's just about this type of stem cells and so on. So I'm glad you asked the question. We're at a point right now where uh, the stem cell research is very exciting, and it may well in the future be the, the cure for many ailments for which there is no cure. We're not there yet. This is how they're getting away with taking okay. advantage we, of they, We are not there yet. They're taking advantage of this hype and this hope mm-hmm. and selling it. Kind of like Bitcoin, right? Right yeah. now, the, the only proven therapy for which the, the stem cells are working are for very limited blood cancers. That's it. Okay? They're offering stem cells that are derived from placental, from the umbilical cord, from muscle tissue, from your bone marrow. Right. But and, don't- and now from fat. But the, people are getting confused from time to time regarding stem cells and what's called immune therapy, where they take your white blood cells trying to get to get a tumor. This is how they're getting away with the yeah. scam is right. because they're going off these, these real things that are just budding and saying, oh, look, we can do this fee in the mall. That, that's exactly right. And unfortunately, what's going to happen is if they continue to get away with it, they're going to stymie the real researchers, and we're not going to have the benefit of well this put. hope down the road. And that's it's scary. That's dangerous thing. Yeah, don't go to billboard lawyers or shopping mall doctors. I think that's the rule. <laughs> <No problem>. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, it all goes too quick. I want to thank you very much, Andy, for coming on and for helping out today. Uh, to Kelly Ustall, thank you for always for uh, hosting us. Um, and most importantly, thanking our listeners for listening and paying attention. I want you to all be safe and be legal. You've been listening to the award-winning Legal News and Review, recognized by the Florida Bar's Award of Excellence. To contact the legal panel hosts and guests, go to BeLegalBuzz.com. And to reach Gary Singer, board-certified real estate and syndicated columnist, appearing in 400 media outlets, including the front page of the Money section every Monday in the Sun Sentinel, from the law firm of Gary M. Singer, PA, call 954-851-1448. For legal news and review, remember, be legal. Do you need an attorney? Call someone you can trust. The Broward County Bar Association, a not-for-profit organization, was founded in 1925 to foster courtesy, ethics, and professionalism, as well as to provide necessary legal services throughout South Florida. The Broward County Bar Association, 3,000 members strong, has attorney members that work throughout the entire state of Florida, as well as nationally and internationally. Remember, the Broward County Bar Association is a referral you can count on. Call the Broward County Bar Association at 954 766 864-8310 for all your legal needs. A referral you can count on. 954-764-8310 or contact online at BrowardBar.org. Non-lawyer spokesperson.